Welcome to Pharmacy View, technology and pharmacy business podcast series, where we provide regular interviews with pharmacists and key industry people within the Australian pharmacy and associated industry. In each podcast, we look to discuss aspects of pharmacy operation and how technology is improving or interacting with each guest's current role or pharmacy-related business. I'm your host, Scott Carpenter, and today's guest is sponsored by Shopfront Solutions, leading the way in digital marketing and communications providing a cloud-based platform for pharmacies to manage all of their digital messaging and print-based collateral. For more information on the Shopfront Solutions digital platform, simply go to the website at shopfrontsolutions.com.au. My guest today is Andrew Pattinson, Chief Innovation Officer at the Platform Alliance Group. Welcome, Andrew. Scott Kiddo, thanks for having me. You and I have had the pleasure to get to know each other and in some instances actually work together. I've no doubt based on your wider experience, many of our listeners today may actually recognise your name and know you. For anyone listening today that may not know, who is Andrew Pattinson? Yeah, that's it's a good question. And Scott, we do go back, so good to catch up again. I have a long and proud history in pharmacy. I think I've spent 20 odd years now in the community pharmacy industry. My father was a pharmacist, so... My first job was emptying the bins and doing the sheen in the community pharmacies in the 80s. And then I was unfortunately no good at chemistry. So pharmacy was never going to be the career for me. But I always was fascinated in human behavior. So I then went on to study psychology at university, always working in the family's pharmacies. And I headed down the path of consumer and organizational psychology. So looking at brands, looking at consumers, what makes them tick, and then also stretching that into organizations and how do you structure an organization for best efficiency and to achieve the corporate goals. So I was working peacefully in banking, finance, technology, running global leadership programs for companies like Vodafone. When the consulting firm I was working for got a gig in pharmacy. So a guy, Michael Flannery, who is still one of the directors of the Platform Alliance Group and and was the owner of Instigo back in the day and and owns community pharmacies. And what he was trying to do circa 2000 was to start running different community pharmacies in regional towns as though they were all one aggregated group. So how do we make sure that our patient experience in one town mirrors our patient experience in another? So that's the true essence of brand promise. So how could we do that? So we started building some systems and processes for the pharmacies and some performance management criteria and training programs. And Michael had moved to Sydney then thought this would be a great business and something that would really benefit community pharmacies. So we started working together. He had pharmacies in a brand and then was just starting a consulting business himself. So over time, moved those pharmacies out of a brand. Some of our first, originally the company was became Instago and I'm one of those many people in pharma that have been at the same desk for many years and have 17 different business cards for uh, different companies having done by and large the same thing. So it's a proud pharma tradition, I think. And yeah, so over time at that point, when Instigo was founded, we had, I think, six pharmacies that we were working with. And over the years, we would just really have a build a deep understanding of community pharmacy. What are the driving factors in the sector? And as we move through four CPA and five CPA, and these things continued to change and evolve. And as a business, we built new solutions for community pharmacies. It started off just in loyalty and marketing, and then moved into some merchandise services and some professional health services, some in-store clinic programs, some business consulting and advisory services. And then over time, we formed strategic alliances, either with other groups, 
and ended up providing outsourced solutions to those groups. So that led us to, we merged, so Instigo merged with Advantage Pharmacy about two years ago. So they were based in Melbourne and formed the Pharmacy Platform Group. We provided then not just business advisory, but the Advantage Group had branded pharmacies, but also technology platforms. And so they're things we've spent two years really refining. And most recently we've merged in early this year with Pharmacy Platform and Pharmacy Alliance merged to create the Platform Alliance Group. And so it is now one of the largest groups in community pharmacy and supporting community pharmacists around Australia. We have just over a thousand member pharmacies. And then if we look at our other technology solutions, particularly across our automated buying platform and our loyalty and data extraction platforms, we provide services to two and a half thousand pharmacies in helping them understand their consumers and patients and shaping the future of pharmacy and improving the health of our consumers and patients. So it's something we're really passionate about. It's always been a passion of mine, having grown up with a father who's a pharmacist and being deeply embedded in communities with a focus of genuinely improving health outcomes. And as a Platform Alliance Group, our member pharmacies do a million scripts a week, and that's opportunities, a million opportunities to improve patient outcomes. And if we look at the direction the industry is going in a post-pandemic world. Health is a fantastic business to be in. Pharmacy has stepped up and tips me lid to all the pharmacists out there for the huge amount of work. And they're continuing to do. I was talking to a member just this week and he had nine staff members, nine of his team were off with COVID. The option to shut the pharmacy just isn't there. So the sector soldiers on. Thanks, Andrew. Let's chat a bit about your journey through that time from pen and paper processes to basic analog systems to today's apps? What's some of the, the platforms and technology that you've been involved with that you see has been great? Maybe some of the pitfalls for pharmacists to look out for? If you elevate the question to highest level is what's the job that technology is trying to do? And that's, I think, the best starting point for any community pharmacy is technology for technology's sake is problematic, but embedded into a business plan is where technology will be more critical. And I think if we start just with why technology, well, at the moment, the sector is changing. You know, again, Scott, we've been around long enough that every year I think we've got, got a member who credits the beginning of the end of pharmacy was 1967, I think, when I partner toothpaste went open, and that was the beginning of the end. So what's that 50 years later? Pharmacy probably just had one of the best years it's had. So when we look at what I see as I look across our membership base and across the sector, we need to optimise so we can maximise. And that's kind of one of our internal catch cries, is that what functions within a community pharmacy can you optimise so you have the time to maximise patient care? And if we take a long-term view of where the sector's going and listen to the Guild's messaging and this scope of practice messaging, it's going to be critical for pharmacists to be able to really focus on patient care in the next 10 years. I mean, obviously, this COVID is going to be around. We've seen a huge injection of money into the community pharmacy sector. So probably not far shy of a billion dollars in wraps, in funded vaccinations that community pharmacy has been the beneficiary. We've done a tremendous amount of work and there may not have been much margin on that. But from a background perspective, health is what the future looks like and scope of practice will be about better management of acute conditions, chronic conditions, and vaccine-preventable diseases, not just vaccinations, but all injectables over time. So if we say that's kind of the government's goal, and then we look at global pharma, 
and it's a shift from tablets, come in and get my pills, to biologic medicines, which are going to take more pharmacist intervention. It becomes critical that how do we assess everything we do in our pharmacy and work out what technology can streamline, make more efficient and enable. And there's probably, if you break the pharmacy into three areas, your operations, so ordering, rostering, how do we streamline workflow? And this is we, from a Platform Alliance Group perspective, uh, it is an area I'm passionate about. I should declare we've got a horse in this race because over the last 10 years, we've built a program called Buy It Right. And that is, it's an automated ordering program that has algorithms built in. So you plug it in, it integrates with your pause and you don't need to place orders. The system does it directly and it can work out that you need a minimum parcel of 12 for this particular supplier. So don't order today or order six of them. And it's all about managing your gross margin return on inventory. So in terms of technology I'm passionate about, that would be number one. We've walked a long journey in terms of seeing the benefits and efficiencies from an HR perspective. And if we do have a look at the other factors affecting pharmacies, availability of resourcing is absolutely number one at the moment. Very hard to find pharmacists. It's very hard to find pharmacy assistance. We're seeing almost full employment. So looking at how you can depersonalize risks, how do you make sure you don't have a single point of failure for ordering and for your systems and processes and using technology for that. So I think from my perspective, being heavily involved in a couple of tech builds in the last few years, taking the clunkiness and operational inefficiency out of ordering is number one. And it multiple benefits. You reduce your HR time, you increase your in-stock ratios, you improve your margin because you're only ever ordering at maximum discount and stock just comes. So in terms of patient care, can't sell something you don't have. Yeah. So and you can't provide a solution you don't have. So from our perspective, that was a problem that we foresaw as a group over 10 years ago in terms of how can you genuinely deliver efficiencies there. The other one is the, in understanding patients. I mean, for over 20 years, we've been delivering loyalty programs in community pharmacy and the data, care what brand you're in or whether you're an independent, the data around loyalty programs in pharmacy is compelling. It is a great sector to use loyalty and there are very few sectors that you know, and you can have products to improve someone's health. So having that direct to consumer communication, having targeted segmented emails and, and social media campaigns and all those kind of things, it just yields a better result than any other form of marketing. And it builds genuine loyalty, not just gives a discount. And if you think about what your greatest asset is, should a discounter, let's just call it out, a chemist warehouse or something comes to town. You need to understand your most profitable consumers and patients because all consumers and patients in a pharmacy shouldn't be treated. It's critical that you can segment and make sure that that top tier of super loyals, they are still coming into your pharmacy. And should they not come in for a few months, you have the ability to reach out and actually communicate with them. So we run the loyalty program for, I think, our loyalty technology is in something like 900 pharmacies around the country. And it's something I just think is the most efficient and beneficial direct-to-consumer communication channel 
that you can possibly have. So from a marketing context, I'm a loyalty advocate, whatever the technology looks like, but what you need is you need to understand and be able to segment patient groups in order for you to be able to make sure that you communicate relevant. You would get many emails in your inbox, half of them get deleted without a second thought, but pharmacy is in the business of health. We're in a post-pandemic world and we certainly saw in the last 18 months, open rates and click-through rates of relevant, timely health information in and above 50% in some instances, of which is unheard of in other sectors. So being that community health destination, critical. Andrew, if I can, just on that, I saw in the news this week that West Farmers Kmart have ceased their activity on facial recognition with their security cameras. I did watch this with interest because I'm a bit of an advocate, as you've just said, for this targeted social media activity. I think we're very close to seeing the end of the paper-based catalogue. There's been a very slow transition on this in Australia, but I've mentioned before on these podcasts, my vision of some stage and, and whether I'll see this in my lifetime, I hope I will, is that I walk towards my pharmacy, the camera actually recognises me as loyalty customer Scott Carpenter. As I'm walking through the pharmacy, it possibly already knows from history what my regular purchases are. There's digital screens on the shelves that as I'm going down might highlight an associated product or something that's of interest to me. So it's not only recognising me as I come in, but it's also targeting with me messages as I walk through the pharmacy to pick up product X or Y or, or my prescription. And I know for some people this might be a mind bend of, of information, but the reality is it's, it's here already. Like it's happening now. And even as you said with the social media, where I tend to get a little bit annoyed these days is I actually have to click on that button that says, please stop sending me this one because I've already purchased this. So technology has got to get smart enough to know that I've purchased and move on to the next product as well. So thank you for sharing that because I think that's a big move into the future in terms of digital social media and, and marketing. Mm. I think you've wandered into some philosophical territory here, Scott. Is this right or wrong? And but the reality is that is it is that it is. The, the challenge we have in community pharmacy, I think, is to meet our consumers and patients where they want to be met. It makes no sense that people will walk outside, they'll get an Uber, they'll get their groceries delivered, and then they have to walk to the pharmacy with a paper prescription. There are cohorts of people, and myself included, there are times when I'm more than happy to walk into a pharmacy with a prescription, but there are other times when click and collect makes sense. There are other times when a pure play com and delivery makes sense. So the challenge we have as a sector of independence is the challenge of investment, right? It's a capital investment. The ownership rules have historically helped community pharmacy. The challenge now, to your point, is that technology is the way of the future. The, the next phase of innovation is all around technology and that makes it far more costly than the previous phases of innovation. And if we think of the, in its simplest terms, pharmacy workflow in the last few years, we were to have this conversation five years ago, probably over a phone. But if we had this conversation, vaccines were in their very infancy. So there were no digital scripts. We were starting to see sort of MedAdvisor and my pharmacy link get a bit of traction. So a pharmacy could have one workflow. You had one type of consumer and patient that would walk into the pharmacy by and large. You might get a few faxes, but fundamentally people came in, they came to you, they gave a script. You, so you could manage that workflow. 
But now, I think the latest stat, digital scripts are up to about 15% of total script volume. So you're having to have multiple workflows just to deliver the same thing, right? So you'll have somebody there with a script in their hand. You'll have someone else with digital scripts. You'll have some scripts on MedAdvisor, and you've probably got a, a tablet in the pharmacy. So you've got things coming from multiple directions. And there's still old mate, the doctor, who still isn't back at work. He's still doing telehealth and faxing scripts to you. So yeah, it's just technology. I think the big challenge is how to make all those things talk to each other. What is the digital patient pathway of the future? And how do you not have to use the third best in each of those? Because they'll talk to each other. And that's what I think the next challenge for the sector is in terms of technology, is how do we make sure all of these things are open source and can feed through to a platform that is going to enable you to deliver a pure CRM or customer relationship management, patient relationship management experience that you've just talked about. How do I know that the best healthcare treatment for you and your family looks like this? And that's the challenge for the in cobbling together multiple pieces of technology. Because MedAdvisor is a great bit of kit and there's great e-com apps. And the question is, how do you meet patients where they want to be met? And that's the challenge for the future, I think. And by the way, I mean, in workflow, you've then got people waiting for COVID vaccinations, people waiting for flu vaccinations. You've got some rat tests that have got to go out. And then if we look at the Queensland example, there's UTI programs. So full scope of practice and the integration with technology is going to be the next plateau for the industry to kind of scale. And, it, and it's tricky, right? Because the industry's buggered. Talk to members. I mean, they are genuinely jaded that having, by and large, not had a holiday or had much time off, constantly the imminent threat of COVID, pharmacists and the teams, and then trying to plan for the future. And that, that is the one thing that I think this pandemic has perhaps eroded away is long-term strategic planning because everybody's focusing on the here and now. They're actually stop, breathe, set a roadway, uh, set a sort of a pathway and work on implementing that with so much legislative change coming and governmental change and patient expectation change. You walk around businesses all over the place and there's kind of, please be nice to our people because it's not their fault. I mean, if anyone who's, who's flying Qantas, you'd be woe betide the man who would check a bag in these days because it could go to you know, Abu Dhabi or something rather than Melbourne. So from a technology perspective, I mean, I think that is how we get platforms and they may exist. I and the team are looking for them every day for what is the platform that will pull all these things together and started down the path of building such a thing. But to bring all that in so it can firstly identify that here's Scott, here are the prescriptions, here's what he is taking and here's what he should be taking in order to improve the quality of his life and sort of mindset and need state. We've done a lot of patient and consumer research. One of the questions that people have in choosing a community pharmacy is can they care for me? And will they care for me? So are you a destination that is capable of dealing with the health needs of me and my family? And once I know you can, do you have an environment that will enable you to do this? And their answers, and, and technology is absolutely an enabler in optimising to allow pharmacists to maximise that patient care. But it feels like sometimes with the more things that come out, 
the more complicated the landscape becomes. Andrew, that's been a great chat, but we're unfortunately coming to the end of our time, but I feel like there's more to chat about. So we may have to do a second episode of this at some stage in the future when you've got some time. In not wrapping up too quickly, was there anything else on your list that you wanted to chat about today before we do? Look, I don't think so. In a community pharmacy, and now more than ever, with the pressure for resourcing, and that's not going to go away. I mean, we have full employment wages are going up, expectations of consumers are going up. So it is, I mean, I think every pharmacy just has to have a look across and say, when I look at my workflow processes, if I look at my business through the lens of a patient, are we meeting needs? And from a technology perspective, by and large, unfortunately, the answer is often no, because I might have a website and it says, Welcome to 1986. Might have a Facebook site, but I'm not yet using Instagram or I'm not yet using other social media to create local profiles. And the next phase of pharmacy growth comes from outside the four walls of the pharmacy, right? We need to go out and attract people into our offer. And I think full scope of practice is really going to do this, but I do think people need to step back and have a look and do that technology audit. And so what are the basics and the hygiene things that I need to make sure that we have in place? And then what's my three, five-year pathway such that I can have a totally automated patient experience that, again, will dovetail into the scope of practice that I want my business to operate at? So the only way to find those efficiencies is through maximising and harnessing the use of technology. Thanks, Andrew. I think there's a really key point that you raised. How do you attract and welcome your patients to the offer? So the change there is not my bricks and mortar, but my offer. And that ultimately is what technology and the likes of social media, marketing, etc., is doing today. So, Andrew, thanks very much for your time. I really appreciate it. I know how busy you guys are in the entire industry at the moment. So I value your time and I look forward to staying in touch. Look forward to it. Thanks for the time and, and I look forward to catching up again. Thanks, Scott. Thank you for listening today. Pharmacy View is a technology-focused podcast provided by Melbourne-based business Arian Technologies and Shopfront Solutions. Over the podcast series, our guests include pharmacists, retail managers, wholesalers, suppliers, and industry technology partners. If you would like further information on our podcast series or to participate in one of our episodes, feel free to send me a message or touch base through the Pharmacy View website, pharmacyview.com.au. 